1: Hi, and welcome to episode 294 of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, your host and registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. This episode is a diet culture IRL episode. These are episodes that I share the mic with Colleen Bremner, someone who... I just find is so engaging on the conversation of rejecting diets. And part of it is because Colleen has this experience and is willing to share it with you, the listener. And something that's come up whenever we've chatted about dieting and rejecting diets is this concept of diet rock bottom. And we kind of like had an understanding of our own about what it was and realized that we hadn't really explored it together. And it may be different than how you think of it? Or have you ever defined it? So we thought about writing about it on a, in a blog post, but then we're like, nah, we need to just sit down and chat. And then we just pushed record. <laughs> so this is our conversation about diet rock bottom. And the reason why it's so important is because kind of being able to conceptualize where you are in your complicated relationship with food and appreciating how it's part of this bigger picture, a part of a theme Part of the seduction of how diet culture is set up can be great ammunition as you are moving away from diets and diet culture. Because, like we say in the episode, diet culture is the kind of default neutral at this point of how our society has regarded food and bodies. And we are wanting to change that, but it's not an individual's kind of experience. You can't just do that all on your own because it's a big, huge system. So as we all recognize where we are in the food peace journey, it adds so much power as we are fighting together. So we are going to get to the episode, but quickly we're going to go to a sponsor break. But we'll be right back. If you have a complicated relationship with food, I want to help. I have a number of free downloads you can get on my website at julieduffydillon.com slash voice that can get you started. One in particular is my PCOS Power Roadmap. This is the roadmap that gives you the first three steps to move away from diets and improve health while living with PCOS. If you don't have PCOS, I also have some downloads for you as well. Another popular download is my diet-free doctor visit handout. This is one that you can print out and customize so you can tell your doctor via this handout what your boundaries are in session. The cool part on the flip side is it's if you planted a seed, which many of you will with this interaction, it has a list of resources in case this doctor is ready to let go of diet culture as well, which we are all rooting for. So there are those two handouts and a number of other downloads you can get there. So the website again is julieduffydillon.com slash voice. If you've
0: been listening to this podcast for a while, follow Julie on social media or subscribe to Julie's emails. You may have heard the phrase diet rock bottom. The first time I heard it was on this very podcast back in 2019 when I started listening to it. I was so fascinated by the term, I started thinking about what diet rock bottom looked like for me. I felt like I tried every diet known to us and, quote, failed at each of them. Anytime I started a diet, there would be the week leading up to the diet when I would eat anything and everything I could get my hands on, knowing I wouldn't be able or allowed to eat most of those foods when the diet began. Then there would be the weeks slash months of thinking about all those foods constantly, only to remind myself they were forbidden. Then, of course, the occasional slip up or, quote, cheat day where I convinced myself it was okay, and felt tremendous guilt afterward. And I continued the cycle over and over and over for many years of my life being so unkind to myself and berating myself for not having the control or willpower to stay on the diet. I told myself every lie in the book about what it meant to be me. I realized this was not how I wanted to continue to live my life. And I think that quote unquote last diet where I felt I was starving all the time did that for me. Diets are so seductive. There's this hope that boiled in my chest every time I thought about starting a new one with thoughts like, I will be different this time and I know I can do it this time or this time it sticks. Like somehow starting a new diet would change my whole outlook on life and I would be happier. This seductive fantasy is what got me time and time again until it just didn't anymore. Until I realized I was doing myself more harm than good. Both on a physical and mental level. Our bodies are programmed to survive, and dieting kicks in our pre programmed physiology to not continue with this self destructive behavior. Our bodies do not like diets, and our bodies are trying to take care of us. So when it feels we are going into starvation mode, it's going to overcompensate. When I felt like I needed to binge after dieting for a portion of time, that wasn't me failing. That was me being human and my instincts were trying to take care of me. In order to heal my relationship with food, I had to work on changing my thoughts around food, healing my relationship with food and healing my relationship with, drum roll please, myself. Did you know research shows all diets fail and it is only a matter of time weight will be regained? If my story sounds like yours, you may be at diet rock bottom too. I want to invite you into this space with me and just tell you you're not alone. You are not flawed, and you deserve food peace and care, the same as anyone else. We are in this together, and there are steps we can take to heal some of the pain and agony dieting has brought into our lives. One of those steps is signing the Food Voice Pledge. Head to julieduffydillon.com backslash pledge to stand up to diet culture in your life. This is a commitment to moving out of Diet Rock Bottom and pledge to honor and respect your body. Deciding to no longer diet can feel so freeing after you've hit
1: Diet Rock Bottom. Hello, Colleen. Hi, Julie. (laughs) Welcome back to Diet Culture IRL. Thanks for writing this down and sharing your thoughts and experiences on Diet Rock Bottom. Um, what was that like for you to write all this out?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I'll I'll chat about this experience uh, another point probably in this segment, but I had this recent experience where I almost kind of got launched back into that diet mentality mm-hmm. or diet mindset and I will say that being on this journey that those thoughts lasted a lot shorter time than maybe they once would have and I think that hitting diet rock bottom somehow helped with that, like that healing journey for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, it's been, it was, it was really kind of like therapeutic and cathartic to
1: mm-hmm. write it
0: down and, and write down what that felt like at diet mm-hmm.
1: Rock Bottom. Did, did it feel like it was just yesterday? Like, oh my gosh, this wasn't that, like, I can remember all of that pain that came oh, yeah. from diet oh, Rock Bottom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think it's definitely feels like it doesn't weigh as heavily on my heart as it once Mm -hmm. did. Like, it's almost like it's a little bit segmented in there. Like I can take a look at it and like open Mm. up the closet and see that it's there and be like, okay, I remember you. And I remember this is not what I want. And like close that back up
1: again. What a great, like symbolic way to talk about like just opening the door. Yeah. That is something that is a part of the dieting, like experience that many people have shared with me of like, just even the fear of like, once I close that door, I can never open it again. And so part of like the, the magnetic kind of pull to stay within diet, dieting and diet culture is like, I just can't let that go. But you know, you've been showed like, no, you can open the door again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, it's I'm there, shut.
1: but I <laughs> don't want it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen some other things. Um, so as I was listening to you read through this, um, I kind of was, I was thinking about like, there's certain feelings that you mentioned and certain thoughts and, um, that feeling of diet rock bottom for you. And I know not uh, a listener may be like, oh, mine is different, but, um, yeah, like if you can name a feeling of diet rock bottom, what would that feeling be? Oh
0: gosh, probably heaviness. Like, Uh I think emotional heaviness. Like when I think of diet rock bottom, mm-hmm. I think almost of, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this because I don't know what the copyright issues are, but there's the scene in Aladdin where I'm like, well, I know, but it, like it's Disney who knows, um, where the Aladdin gets dragged to the bottom of the ocean with like all these weights and stuff. And yes. like, I feel like that for me is it like feeling like, this almost suffocation or like heaviness of being at the very bottom of the ocean and feeling like that's, that's, that's the lowest that I can get with dieting. And that's like, I don't ever want to feel like that again, or have to go through that again. So it's like letting almost one of those weights go and allowing yourself to float back to the surface.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's something about the process about going on diet, going on diets and just hoping that it'll be different this time. That seems to be a really common theme for most humans because we're all living in diet culture. I haven't met anybody at this point in my life. Who's like, oh yeah, I've never done that before. (laughs) I've never diet, never seen that before. Um, But that, that kind of like current um, just thought process of like, okay, this next one's going to be different. And at Diet Rock Bottom, the reason why I always, as a clinician, think it's really important is it's usually that's when a switch is made in that spot. But that heaviness, oh my gosh, that, again, I love metaphors and symbols. And so like Aladdin at the bottom of the ocean, like that kind of, that kind of weight um, and heaviness, but then also not really recognizing that it's not you that put yourself there in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like there may be a way that you can like take off some of that weight to be able to go back to the surface, but like, it's not your fault, yeah. you know? And that's what I hear so many people not connecting with yeah, and staying stuck. I don't know if that's something that you, you're like, yeah, if that's resonates with you, just like not recognizing that part.
0: It's still, I think sometimes hard for me to recognize mm. that it's not me, that it's not mm like something that i've done wrong or that i've missed the mark somehow some i still have to remind myself that it's a system that we live in it's you know societal it's it, there are so many other barriers in place that keep us i feel like at diet rock bottom when we mm-hmm. maybe are ready to to move away from that and i still yeah have to remind myself that it's it's not me
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about this person a lot on the show and Colleen, you probably have heard me talk about her too. Um, but my friend, Laura Burns is um, someone that lives with PCOS and um, a fat yoga teacher. She talks a lot about that in her work about having to constantly swim against stream and how it's work every day. Yeah. And if she doesn't, she will get swept up back into an eating disorder. Like it'll just yeah. happen. And so um, and she has a new podcast with, um, Lindley Ashline called, uh, bad fatty in case you're like, I want to hear more about this. Cause I know she talks about that in this, in this podcast. So bad fatty, check it out. <laughs> so, but, uh, that that's such a part of the rock bottom experience too. Um, so like the world is not confirming that, Oh yeah, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> it's the world's like constantly t- saying that like you put yourself at the bottom. Yeah with Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um yeah. Yeah, what we're going to say.
0: I was just going to say it's it's like this we tell ourselves and I say we as in me like as a fat person that oh I, I don't have the willpower or I don't have the control or I don't have the you name it whatever it is. And instead of just thinking like it's we're just we're constantly told that this is how we should be and what we should be doing. And I do feel like when you recognize that point, that's kind of when it's like the Instagram filter is taken off and you can't unsee it anymore. Mm-hmm. That this change that you may be open to or willing to partaking in not dieting any longer. It's like, oh, there's there's like another way. to do this
1: yes um colleagues of mine when we get together talking about like anti-diet work we often talk about ways to help someone like an individual just turn their head a little bit in a different direction um Mm -hmm. not literally but just like figuratively to like what if for a moment this is not about you doing something wrong what if it's just look over here just for a second Mm -hmm. to consider that maybe this is part of something bigger. And um, in like psychology, people talk about like cognitive dissonance, you know, like realizing that all of these experiences have led to that heaviness, but not, and then also like, it's not working, but I don't know another way to do this and how that's so stressful and people can be stuck there for a long time, but that is like hard as fuck because like, that's, draining to be holding on to the, all of that. And whatever I, I love hearing about what made a person kind of look in the other direction just for a moment, like the moment where they're like, oh, oh, oh. And then yeah. the, the cognitive dissonance kind of resolves. And it sounds like it did for you. Yeah. Um, can you remember like the exact thing that did it? Or was it just like all of a sudden there was like the straw that broke the camel's back? Like finally one more thing that just put it on top. So then you could look the other way. I think it's the,
0: it's the, whatever I was doing last, I think I was counting and like obsessing over my next meal and thinking about like, okay, at this time I'm going to get to eat this. And I just remember thinking like how exhausting that process was and being like, I don't want to do this anymore.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm just,
0: I'm exhausted by this consuming my life. And yeah and feeling like no matter what i did or whatever it, it it wasn't i wasn't getting this supposed satisfaction that i was supposed to be getting from whatever it it was i was doing mm-hmm. and i think that's the point at which i said okay there has to be another way to live my life that doesn't involve this constant stress anxiety yes. session mm-hmm. and then I started researching and found out there was something called intuitive eating.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, did you just Google it? And you were, is that
0: how you found it? Yeah. I just started like searching like ways. At, well, first I was looking at Instagram, like I think, you know, hashtags like body positivity uh-huh. really kind of, I started yeah, following the different. Yeah. yeah the, the gateway into <laughs> what a life mm-hmm. without dieting would look like. And then I started searching like, how to not diet or like anti diet yeah. um and then came across intuitive eating and realized like oh there is there's like definitely other ways to live my life mm-hmm.
1: that
0: i don't need to constantly diet to to mm-hmm. thrive
1: mhm yeah there's that moment where that's like there this feels so shitty yep. what if there is another alternative yeah yeah
0: um, and that hope felt better to me than mm-hmm. the hope that was like false hope with starting a new diet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's risky. You know, oh, yeah. it's radical to reject diets, especially living in a body that the world tells you you should be dieting, you know? Yeah. And so um, I just pulled out my book, Intuitive Eating, since you brought it up, and they have a chapter hitting diet bottom. And so preparing for this episode, I was like, well, what if. Tripoli e and Rush, what are they saying about this experience? And um, they had some bullet points. Because I, the reason why we did this whole episode too is because we were talking about this diet rock bottom and we found that many people, and maybe including you, the listener, like didn't know what diet rock bottom was. So like, maybe we need to like add some details. Yeah, And the thought of like sitting down and writing about it was just not as appealing as having a conversation because yeah. that's how we do things Colleen. but uh they in their book they mentioned some symptoms if you're at diet rock, diet rock bottom and you mentioned some of them in your moment where you switch directions um one of them is the mere contemplation of going on a diet brings on urges and cravings for um they put like the word sinful in the quotes for sinful foods such as ice cream chocolate cookies like this the the thought of going on a diet the Actually, you didn't mention this. This is something different. I thought this was a different bullet point. <laughs> but, um, the thought of going on diet for many people will lead just to cravings because yeah. like the body's like, oh, I know we're gonna we're gonna go through starvation now. Yeah. <laughs> just from thinking. So um, like the thought of like even just mentally starting to restrict before you and physically restrict can lead to that kind of out of control feeling. Um, they talk about upon ending a diet, um, feeling guilty. Um having little trust in yourself with food, feeling like you don't deserve to eat. Um, Each diet gets shorter and shorter, which I hear a lot from people too. Like just the ability to stay on a diet for a long time, getting just shorter and shorter because the body just becomes really good at saving itself, you know, and efficient at like sending that message. The like the social withdrawal, I don't know if you experienced that. Like just not when it was around food, was it harder to like be around people? Um, using caffeine to survive the day. Cause you know, if you're not eating enough, you're going to feel really tired. And then of course, like eating disorders, if you're experiencing an eating disorder, that could be another sign for you that like, oh yeah, diet rock bottom. Um, they have a very like didactic, you know, concrete way of talking about it. And that is not always how my brain works. Um, the way you described that heaviness to me kind of captures what I've heard other people say, And like one-on-one conversations, just the, the feelings of despair and hopelessness and that like, oh my gosh, I just can't keep doing this.
0: You
1: yeah. know, um, oh,
0: this may be a part of a, a second segment to this episode at some point, but I do wish that after I read Intuitive Eating, I almost wish there were a pre intuitive eating mm-hmm. book that I could have read that would have prepared me for the grief that I would feel and mm-hmm. the uh, process that I would go through emotionally to accept that like, this was a different track or different path that I was going to take and to mm-hmm. recognize the things that I may potentially lose as well as gain with taking mm-hmm. this path. And yep. that's something that I don't feel like I was prepared for. And in hindsight, looking back at it, I'm like, oh, I wish that I had spent more time thinking about these things too.
1: hmm You don't know this about me, but, um, um, uh... mm-hmm. The book that I envision to write one day is is a pre-intuitive meaning book. So there you go. <laughs> um like it's one that I've like t- I definitely see a need for it because it's not just about following um a script um, or, yeah, just like following a-, a certain principles to do this. There's um preparation and grief and really looking through your own diet history to decide what are the next steps for you. Like only you, Colleen could decide these things that when you only, you knew what was best when you yeah. were like hanging out with Aladdin at the bottom of the ocean, yeah. so like, <laughs> um, you were the one that like needed to decide like which shackles to take off first and like yeah. how to do it and where to go. Um. So and yeah, which I narratives that I needed to
0: let go Mm -hmm. of too. I Mm -hmm. think that was something like, had I written down all of the things that I had been told and burned them, I think that would have been so therapeutic for me. And I think Mm -hmm. about doing it now too. Like you still can, you know, (laughs) friends told me, family told me about Mm -hmm. myself or about dieting, like those untruths that I have now come to recognize as untruths. But in, you know, when it's when it's so fresh, everything is so raw. I needed some sort of like mm-hmm. guide. I needed a genie <laughs> to like yeah, yeah. come in and say, oh, like
1: here's like maybe a helpful next step for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's so much more, especially if you just Google body positivity or intuitive eating, it's it's a lifetime of work. It's a It's our relationship with food is really important. Like we have to eat every day, many times a day. And our world is telling us that we're doing it wrong. So like the the grief and the pain, um, unless you're constantly surrounded by people doing the same as you, like you're just gonna be reminded of that just because that's how our world is set up right now. We need to fix that. I, I, I do think like if you're listening and you're like, I definitely met Diet Rock Bottom. The, the last 20 years, what has taught me is like, if you can find a way to... Hold that belief of like I need to fix myself. And instead just gently look to the idea of like, what if it's not about fixing you, but fixing this world instead? And know that the world sometimes is gonna push you back, like Holly would say, like, push you back to like, no, it's all in you, mm-hmm. but just to keep holding on to like, what if it's really about us fixing this world? Um, that will get you unstuck more often. So Oh, it's a, it's a lot, but I'm so glad we had a chance to start to like, start to unpack. I think you're right.
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it's like, we always talk about it as like being like a, it is, it's like a lifelong journey and yeah. recognizing too. I think that sometimes it's, I feel like there's like diet rock bottom. And then there's also like, uh, sometimes return to diet rock bottom. Mm, I don't think mm-hmm. it's like a one time mm-hmm. always. I don't think it's always a one time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've hit diet rock bottom. I think it can happen for some people more than once. And yes. they recognize that they might be in that diet rock bottom space again and have done some unlearning or learning. And then maybe get, I, I, I think the, the seductive nature of dieting almost Draws you back in. I mean, I know it did for me. I, I had that die rock bottom. And even now, sometimes mm-hmm. I, I feel that too. So I, I also want to recognize that it's just more nuanced than mm-hmm. we can ever explain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> on this. Well, I am grateful for you on so many levels. But, and like one of the things you mentioned today, I was so glad to hear you verbalize is that like feeling that kind of pull back again, even after all this time. Um, and understanding and real passion for rejecting diets, like how you felt that kind of pullback, um, and I I'm so grateful for it because there's a lot of people who feel a lot of shame when they get pulled back because they yeah. think quote I should know better. Tons of uh, peers, colleagues, clinicians, people doing this kind of work will talk about how bad they feel when they um, maybe experiment with dieting again or yeah. find themselves at that rock bottom or contemplating a diet and. That shame is also like not our fault. Like yeah. it's this, it's all coming from the same thing. So, um, yeah, it's not an all or nothing thing. Yeah. So, so I appreciate that so much. Is there anything we need to do to like package this up to conclude? Um, anything else you wanted to say before we carry on? I love
0: what you said about maybe just turning your head ever so slightly a different direction. Because I also think with that all or nothing thinking, we it's it's almost like going moving into a different space feels like potentially starting a new diet or what that feel like, feeling feeling mm-hmm. is like too, right? It's like, oh, if I'm moving into intuitive eating, I have to follow all the rules and I have to like it's it's like we're trained in this way to to be all or nothing when it I think in reality a little head turn does the does the trick or Maybe even opening yourself up to following some different types of folks on Instagram or or listening to some other podcasts or um, you know, reaching out to a, a trusted friend that you that you value and and want to chat with about some of these things. I know that was a huge turning point for me was talking mm-hmm. to another friend who I knew had was thinking similar things about about dieting. We had kind of danced around it, but had never fully talked about it. And then one day I was like, it's time. Uh, so I think, you know, all of those little, it's like all of those little teeny mm-hmm. tiny movements can make a huge impact.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I so agree. So agree. Thank you. Thank you so much for yeah. bringing your experience and helping like us just unpack this. And we hope this episode was helpful, like help you to like figure out if this is something that you can relate to in the present or the past or maybe in the future. So, and we
0: love hearing yeah. from you. So if you have related mm-hmm. or want to just chat with either myself or Julie, like reach out to us via email. Mm-hmm. We we love hearing from you, the listener.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Info at juliedillonrd.com. And we would love to hear what you have to say. Well, thanks Colleen. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, you too. Bye. So, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Colleen Brebner about Diet Rock Bottom, what it actually is. And I hoped it helped you clarify where you are on your food peace journey. We know it's messy and we know it's hard, and we know that the world is not built to reject diets, but know we are with you. We are with you on this. And the more of us that come together to do this, the more we can change this culture. So thank you for joining the fight. And speaking of joining the fight, be sure to subscribe to the Find Your Food Voice podcast if you have not already. Doing so will help you not miss an episode and it'll help more people find the show. If you can leave a rating review, that also helps doing any of those things does help more people find food peace. So we thank you in advance. And this episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast was brought to you by my free downloads over at julieduffiedillon.com slash voice. Remember, you can get your first three steps toward food peace with PCOS with my PCOS Power Roadmap and also my diet-free doctor visit handout. I hope those help you along your journey as well. All right, so it's time to go for now, but until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Ready to join the anti-diet movement and take the food voice pledge? Go to julieduffydillon.com and sign your name to the growing list of people saying no to diets and yes to their own food voice. The Find Your Food Voice podcast is produced by me, Julie Duffy Dillon, and my team of kick-ass folks. I couldn't make the show without Yelly Cruz, assistant producer and resident book And Colleen Bremner, customer service coordinator and professional hype master. Audio editing is from Toby Lyles at 24 Sound. Music is Fly Free by Hartley. Are you looking for episode transcripts? Get them at JulieDuffyDillon.com, where you can also submit letters for the podcast, give us feedback, and sign the Food Voice Pledge. We need your voice to end diet culture. We literally can't do this without you. Subscribe to the Find Your Food Voice podcast to get weekly inspiration and education on how we can defeat diet culture and reclaim our own food voice. I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Take care.